0: Everybody likes positive, empowering news. And this weekend, I will interview a man who brings much of that to any discussion. Bert Golding, a clinical nutritionist, will talk about the importance of achieving and maintaining a good pH balance in the body. And he will explain what we can do to get there. Bert claims that his pH balancing protocol can improve many people's quality of life. It's Gazootite with Jacobus.
1: to Gesundheit with Jakobus Health Talk Radio integrating allopathic and all natural medicine one show at a time here is your host Jakobus Hollowine
0: good morning everybody welcome to the program it is uh, nice to be with you actually to be by myself in the studio for a change after all the weeks that we've had live guests uh, coming in and sharing some great information with you, uh, today we'll be talking with Bert Golding on by, by phone. And so that's a little bit different. Next week we will be live again in the studio. I mean, I am live today, but we will be have somebody in the studio with me. So anyway, it's uh, just wonderful to uh, to be with you just want to let you know that uh, Gesundheit with Jacobus is a program about health healing and healthy lifestyles we do it with the experts we let them talk about what they're good at and always want to let you know that as we are talking about health healing and healthy lifestyles folks on Saturday morning on this program we are not here to diagnose treat or cure it's always about education information And hopefully a lick of entertainment. Always recommend you see a physician of your choice. Always recommend you look up more information on the web. Uh, Contact the guest afterwards and say, uh, you know, this is something I really want to talk with you about. But get the best information either for yourself or for somebody close to you. So here we are and uh, absolutely a joy to be with you every Saturday morning. I can't believe how fast the week has gone just last week. been a week ago. We sat here with Tim Calcagno, Tim and Kathy, and uh, my goodness, seven days have gone by. What? I'm getting old, quickly. Bird Golding, Bert Golding Jr. is a clinical nutritionist and managing director of the Positive Nutrition Institute. He has been involved in the natural food and supplement community since 1980, and he is currently studying for his Doctor of Naturopathy degree. Bird has dedicated himself to supporting and strengthening thousands of independent health food stores and natural practitioners. His lectures, training seminars, and radio show interviews are based on the 99% success rating of his complete pH balancing protocol. Bird his wife and their 10 children call sunny southern california home and want to let you know that uh, if you want to find out more information about what we're talking about one way to do it is to go to the website positivepowernutrition.com positivepowernutrition.com the telephone number in murrieta california is is 866 toll free 866 722 3733, 722, 3733. Bert, it's absolutely a pleasure to have you back on the program.
2: <laughs> thank you, Jacobus. This is—I've been looking forward to this all week long.
0: Well, thank you, and and so do I. So have I. And you know what is really interesting for the listeners, uh, Bert and I were talking last week, and I said, you know, I've had you on the show before, but we didn't know exactly when. And then we started looking, I I went through my files, and I found, we talked, we communicated on Monday, this last Monday, which was the 7th, and you were on the program May 7, 2006. So it was exactly to the day, 12 years ago since we talked.
2: Yeah, which means that you, it must have been one of the first radio shows that I was on ever, because I I don't remember being on before May of 2006.
1: Wow, that's something.
2: And, uh, yeah, and 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 now I've probably been uh, a guest on about six hundred shows since then, and and uh, my wife and I for a while were um, on monthly on the uh, the most uh, long running, most popular uh, cable TV show for health. Really? So yeah, uh-huh. yeah we were on. Uh, for for quite a while it was it was really fun that the uh, show that runs on about uh, ten different cable networks yeah um is called uh, know the cause with Doug Kaufman so we were uh, interviewed yeah, able to pre- present things yeah, well, on that show for a while so what is anyway, the name of
0: that show what is the name of that program
2: it's called um, know the cause know the cause with right. with Doug Kaufman it's a show that's been running about fifteen years. <laughs> On uh, cable TV, and, and sometimes uh, it's running around the clock on on various uh, cable stations. Especially when they get up a when they get a new cable network up and running, and they don't have enough shows to fill the slots, they'll take uh, some of his hundreds and hundreds of programs and put it out there. So we'll still get people saying, "I just saw you on cable." I thought, "Well, we haven't done those shows for the last three years, so it has to be one of the uh, um, reruns." So.
0: Yes, that is, uh, that's special. I mean, TV shows are always uh, different. They're very different, the whole setup and everything around it. Uh, you're probably sitting in, in your shorts and T-shirt uh, talking to me right now in California. But
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can't really do that on TV. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> you don't have to wear makeup right now.
2: Yeah, uh, so. I know, I know. It's so funny. I, they'd put me in the makeup chair and spend quite a bit of time. <laughs> on yeah. to before I'd go on, on the program but with my wife it was like you know less than a minute and she was ready to go yeah see it's, uh, it's
0: not fair is it
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we have
0: we have so much to talk about uh, and and in your articles that you sent me the one about heart disease and Alzheimer's which I've been reading and they're so fascinating um, the discoveries that were done and the interesting thing is these articles are not even new Um, And we can get to these articles, of course, but the research, the the information in the articles to me, for me, was uh, in certain aspects groundbreaking. And so this is obviously information I wasn't aware of, even though it's been around. And so I can also see that when we're dealing with health, that the medical establishment as we know it is often behind the eight ball. They just don't have all the up-to-date information because the whole system that they're in is sluggish and slow before they start changing the literature. And that's probably something you have experienced in all the 30, 40 years that
1: you've been doing this.
2: Um, well, yes, it's, it's amazing. Um, well, yeah, I, I just think that uh, physicians are just so busy that, you know, if you're seeing patients nonstop, uh, you know, morning to evening every day, you're just not going to be able to keep up on on what's going on. like you talked about these articles were from two thousand and eleven and two thousand and twelve yes, in in peer reviewed scientific journals. and yet I have not found one person that says, "Oh, yes, I've already heard of that. <laughs> I mean it's new to everyone no matter what their level of expertise. Yes, and uh, this is amazing because we're. You know, the reason that I sent you those is that it talks about energy being created in the human body. Yes. And uh, one of the articles, uh, the one on, um, it says it's about Alzheimer's, but it's really about how energy is created uh, in humans. It basically shatters the entire calorie uh, theory.
0: Right. And as they're talking about mitochondria being the energy cycle, they say, wait a second, mitochondria... Also needs to get its energy from something, and then we're right. talking about water being being yeah. one of the things. And so when we're talking about water, and as we will discuss some of the uh, the products that you are working with at in Positive Power Nutrition, um, they can help us with intake of water that is more balancing and and supportive to all the systems in our body and in our brain.
2: Yes, it. it- uh, when well, we're talking about water, drinking water, it, it has to be the purest, cleanest water you can get because the body is looking for the water molecule, which is H2O. Yes. Um, and so, you know, as important as minerals are, there are other ways to get minerals rather than having in the water. I would say uh, in the majority of municipal water systems in the United States, um, you've got uh, 90% of the minerals that come through the tap Yes. Are not helpful to the human body. They actually clog the arteries, clog the capillaries, clog the lymph vessels, um, clog uh all of the cells in the brain. It's just uh it's not it's not the kind of uh water that you used to get in spring water. It's very, very difficult to find clean spring water anywhere in North America
0: anymore at this point in time. In the world. Yeah. I would say in the world because uh, yeah. A combination of reasons I've talked to people, if you think, if you look at the amount of hormones and chemicals and antibiotics we have pumped into animals for the last 50 years in the whole Western world, just to, yeah. to keep up with the meat supply or the food supply, let's call it that, all these animals, till the day they die, they defecate and urinate in the field or wherever they stand. And those those the the waste that's coming out has elements in it of these hormones and of these toxins, and they're moving out, but they're ending up somewhere through the ground into the groundwater. And so you add that up, tens of trillions of animals throughout history in the last 50 years or so, 50-year history, and you add to that all the chemicals that women have been exposed to since the introduction of the birth control pill uh, with the estrogenic compounds and then uh, the hormone replacement therapies as well as the, the uh, let's talk about all the herbicides, pesticides that are being sprayed with the, other chem- with the estrogenic compounds. It is almost impossible to take that out of the groundwater. I mean, women have to use the bathroom, so some of that will come out as well and lands in the groundwater and starts affecting the water supply because not everything can be filtered out. And so when we take a bath, swim in a lake, go in the ocean, uh, wash our hands, wash our face, the water is affecting us.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah when, one of the first things uh, I do as a clinical nutritionist uh, is, uh, you know, probably in the, the, our first uh, interviewer meeting or uh I'll try to see if, if they have a good shower filter, because if not, they, you know, they may say, I'm, I'm only drinking reverse osmosis, osmosis water, so I'm, I'm having a purified source or distilled water, and, uh, you know, so I don't understand how I'm having these problems. And I said, well, do you shower every day? And they're yeah, like, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, do you have a really, really good uh, shower filter on your shower? Yes. Most of the time, they're like, uh, no, I've been meaning to do that, but I haven't done it. And it turns out that the water that we shower in uh, will absorb the poisons uh, two or three times more than than even uh, drinking water.
0: I see. Uh, so, that's, you know that's...
2: what you're talking about, uh, Jacobus, is really a a very very severe problem, and a person needs to work on it constantly.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, so as we that is we, we cannot control everything, but we do have a lot of control. In what we eat, what we do, what we put in our body, on our body, etc., and then hopefully we can counteract some of the effects of the the things we cannot control. So
2: it, it, exactly, and 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 to say well. You know, it's just too much effort to uh, to try to avoid poisons in my shampoos or my soaps or whatever. It's like, but you have to make that effort because of all the things we can't control. If you know that you can control it and you don't make any effort to do it, then you're you're really being um, uh, bathed in toxins. Uh, You know, literally. So
1: yes.
0: Folks, uh, this is Gesundheit with Jacobus News Radio, AM 1450 KMMS, AM 1340 KPRK. Bert Golding Jr. is with me on the program. He is uh, with Positive Power Nutrition. Uh, it is a company that uh, we have a few products of in the Gesundheit Nutrition Center. Uh, one is called the Super Silica, one is called Cell Power. Some of you may have heard about it. And uh, have already used the product over the years. And if you have, let us know how it works for you. Um, We we are going to explain why these products are so essential in this day and age. As far as helping ourselves to get better balance. To take energy back into the cell. To give cells in our body, we got over 43 trillion cells in our body, to give the cells in our body and in our brain, in our heart, in our cardiovascular system, give them the nutrients that they need, the, the, the electronic balance to find healing and strength, and to get rid of debris. It's all possible. It's all scientifically proven. And to me, that makes it therefore a very easy-to-use product because it's just a few drops you put in your water on a daily basis. And, and not just for yourself, but also for your animal. You can actually put these drops in a drinking bowl for your dog or for your cat, for your horse, and watch the change. The animals will actually... Pick the bowl that has the the uh, the cell food of the excuse me the cell power uh, drops in it, and um, they will they will you'll start noticing a difference in their behavior and the way they uh, they feel and act, and uh, so all these are interesting things that I want to explain. But Bert, with his background and his studies that he has done and his conversations with other experts, he has realized how much how important it is to find this balance in the cells and to get the cells to be recharged and what is happening inside the cell that are the components that need to have this healing so that they can give us better energy power um, for for all our daily uses and to fight anti-aging or to fight aging, not to fight anti-aging, to fight aging. So, I, 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 a quick question to you before we really jump into the meat of the uh, of the conversation: You are studying to become a, a naturopathic physician right now. Why so late in your life?
2: Well, yeah, because um, I guess you know when I did my uh, postgraduate work in um, nutrition, it uh, was with um, the. Uh, American Health Science University of Colorado which has trained more nutritionists than than any anybody in the United States over 50,000 nutritionists but um, because of of all of the work that they did they were kind of targeted in by uh some of the the big pharma and actually caused to be shut down driven out of business it was a fully accredited university for nutritionists right and uh, i've been able to really work with people on pH balance and all these other things that I've learned. But I finally thought, you know, uh people keep asking me, you know, when I'm gonna be writing the longer books rather than the really small books that I've written. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, it's just time to, to get my N D. So both both my wife and I are doing that. I really? think uh, Yeah, and, and uh in the next year we'll both uh, both have our our doctorate, and it's it's amazing, it's fascinating. Sometimes uh, I take a lot longer on a course than anybody else would because I, I'm just drawn to it. There's uh, an author, uh, Dr. Abram Hoffer, and I was studying the uh, the book in this course called Orthomolecular Nutrition, um, and he was he worked personally with Linus Pauling, and it's just fascinating because he has these protocols. He's talking about that 30 or 40 years ago, yeah. you know, and I wasn't aware of this, but, that uh, um, doctors uh, of medicine and, and psychiatrists um, had found that mega doses of vitamins in very specific protocols would clear up all these problems from uh, schizophrenia to to uh, he has a protocol for getting rid of ALS. I mean, right. it's all of these things. I guess sometimes uh, you're asking, why am I studying this time in my life? I'm just fascinated by this. I, can, I just can't get enough of this information because I work with people and their physicians and their chiropractors and everything else on a clinical basis, over 5,000 people in the last 10 years. Wow. And... Uh, there is a natural health protocol for helping a person get over whatever their condition is. Yes. And so I'm just, uh, I guess I'm just kind of starved for getting more and more information and more than one way of doing it. Because, you know, I know there was one way of, of uh, helping ALS uh, clear up and reverse, but now I'm aware of two. And I think that there's always more than one one method or one way to get better from something.
0: Huh. Well, I, I compliment
2: Long answer both of your you. Question, yes. huh?
0: but, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's very good. <laughs> But it is. It takes a little discipline. I know that you are a very busy man, and uh, you travel a lot, and you give seminars, and you go, uh, you're on the road a lot. Uh, you do the radio shows. You run your company to find time for all that and your large family. That's quite commendable, really. Is yeah. I, I
2: I guess I'm I'm just very blessed in that the the people that have run into me or that I've met, um, like you said, they're just experts in their field. I just. Just six hours ago, I got back home from uh, I, on a red eye flight from Seattle. Yes, that I was in yesterday, and um, up there is one of our um, uh, one of our uh, board scientific advisors, okay. uh, the number one authority on mercury poisoning in the world. So mm-hmm. it's, it was fascinating.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah I, were you in at Moline's Market? Was that where you were? Yeah. 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 I saw it on the Facebook uh, page. Um, uh, oh, yeah. I so know that's a-, a, that's a big store. I've never made, I've been to Seattle, but I've never made it to the store. But it, when I was in Seattle, it was 1997 and I wasn't thinking then about going over there. So, uh, too bad. i probably will go back <laughs> and then visit that because I, I hear many times the name of that place and it has a great reputation.
2: Yes. Yeah. And they, they do seminars almost every day. They have some kind of a class and a really nice, uh, um, seminar room there in the store, so yeah, oh, it was wow. it was good.
0: And what time of the day do you do that?
2: Um, in the evenings, um, usually around uh, six. I on uh, Thursday evening I was uh, doing a seminar, a class there called Secrets of Natural Healing. It started at six thirty. We ran until about eight o'clock when the store closed. Huh. But it's it, it's uh, you know I do that all over the country. That was my two hundred and seventy fourth seminar um, since I started doing this. Uh, traveling around the country and doing seminars for the public as well as for health professionals. So
0: It's so funny that eight. you also keep track of your numbers. I, I'm a numbers <laughs> guy. I know exactly what show we're on, etc., etc. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Bert, we're going to take a quick break here. So folks, stay tuned. We're talking with Bert Golding, Jr. Uh, he is the director of the, and the president of Positive Power Nutrition, Stay tuned. There's a lot more where this came from. We'll be right back. Bert, thanks so much for being here on the program after 12 years. I'm not going to wait another 12 years to have you back on.
2: <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's great to be on with you. It's a good conversation. And, yeah, and, and you're talking about two separate jobs that I have. One, one is that, uh, yes, I, I am uh, the head of the science department with Positive Power Nutrition, which does supplements. But the job... Um, that I am doing right now on the radio and that I do when I go out to uh, um, do the the live classes and seminars, that's as managing director of the Positive Nutrition Institute. So it's two completely separate things because in the Positive Nutrition Institute, which is education, it's just like what you said when you started your radio show today, yeah. you know, education, information, maybe a little bit of enter- entertainment is uh, that's that's what I do. And I, you know, we talk about science and how the human body works in the seminars and I really don't ever t- even talk about supplements. I'll ask pe- I'll answer people's questions. Um, but I always feel like if people understand truly how the human body works, they'll be able to make their own good decisions and they'll be able to find the the right supplements and the right foods and, and have, you know, get the proper sunshine and the right sleep and, and clean air and clean water and all the things that, that make for a healthy human being.
0: I well, I totally agree with you. And one thing that we often forget, and that is simply because we are being told that, I think we're given so much wrong information besides the right information. I think that Western medicine has done an incredible job in creating equipment that is able to look into the body, that is able to look into the cells, that is able to to des- to to describe it and see the relationship between all the parts in all these cells that we have. And then you have this this part that says, wait a second, even in Western medicine they have discovered that there is something besides the whole physical structure of the system, that there is an emotional body, that there is a mental that we can think, we can think, we can reason, but that there is also this spiritual aspect that they cannot always grasp but they know it's there. They call it energy. They, they're they trying to explain what it does, how it works, where it comes from, how it affects the cells. And because of that, I tell people many times that don't look at a disease as it is diagnosed as simply a part of the body that is diseased, understand that the, the disease is the best way to tell you that the body as a whole is out of balance, it is just that the disease has picked that specific organ, that specific system, in your in your body to come out to draw your attention. It's up to you to say, "Hmm, my body is out of balance. I got to do something here. What is wrong with me?" And then you can go down a whole list of things that you that may have caused this. Or you go see a physician and say, I have no time to deal with any of this, just give me the medication. And so again, Western Medicine has created these amazing medicines. Not all of them are always good because they have the side effects, but there are quite a few that actually have success, have effect and that people can are able to live with on a daily basis the problem is what does it do long term and i think that as we as we are discussing today you and i and and try to understand more about what energy is all about and energy in the cells what that means, how that comes about, and how the energy is therefore responsible for communication and healing, etc. That is absolutely a fascinating topic that I know you're a great expert in.
3: Well,
2: yeah, I've had to become more expert in it because um, it's really the basis of of everything. Our body runs on electricity, and uh, we don't often think about that. I mean, if, if somebody is uh, um, down, in the, down on the ground and their heart is stopped, I mean, they have, uh, you know, these uh, electrical defibrillator units that are now uh, on the wall in airports and in shopping malls and, uh, you know, is designed kind of to run itself. So if you don't have a, an emergency medical technician there with you, you uh, grab the unit off of the wall in one of these public places, and if somebody's down... It's going to basically talk you through the steps there, a little robotic voice, so that you're putting, you know, we've all seen it on television, you put the paddles on the person's chest and you say, you know, clear, don't anybody else touch them, and you're going to hit <laughs> yeah. them with electricity to get things going again. So we yes. understand the body needs electricity, yeah. and we're going to add it back in in and, and the worst-case scenario. But it it needs that to function all of the time. Yes. And when the electricity levels is are low is the only time that the human body goes into this disease state that we talk about. I mean, there's no one that has all the electricity they need and has cancer. Those two things can't exist at the same time. It's only when our electrical levels in the body fall really low that we can be affected by um, viruses and infectious bacteria and candida and, and, you know, any kind of uh, fungus, yeast, cancer. Any of these things can only thrive when our electricity drops low.
1: I see. Yes.
2: And, and yet the things that help keep the body energized, we're just not doing. We say we don't have time to get to bed early and get a good night's sleep. You know, we, we don't have time to go out into the sunshine on a sunny day and, and let the sun hit our skin. Or uh, we, we don't have time to drink water, or if we're drinking the proper amount of water, we don't have time to, to go to the restroom to eliminate, you know, to, to get rid of the poisons that the, that this pure water is going to do. So um, yes. we're yeah. being starved. Yes. Oh, electricity-wise, I mean, you, you see that all the time, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, and people go, oh, I'm so tired, and they're dragging around. And for some reason, I mean, it's just like a medication that you don't need a prescription for. Is when somebody goes and gets uh, coffee or any kind of a caffeine, so-called energy drink, and they're like they're going to self-medicate, and they're like, okay, well, I don't have energy, so I'm going to give myself this this jolt or shock, you know. And so uh, they they do it, and it hits the adrenal glands, and they think they have energy, but it isn't the right kind of energy. It's the the Fight or flight or fright energy. Yes, and uh, it just exhausts the body even more. Correct. So every time you you hit caffeine, then when the caffeine wears off, uh, you know in you know a few minutes or a few hours or whatever it is, you're more exhausted and your energy levels are lower than before you did that self medication.
0: Correct. You know,
2: so so there's, we've got nothing- people all over. Up- yeah, All over I, I mean, the country, I, medicating themselves.
0: Yeah. I mean, I enjoy a cup of coffee, a good cup of coffee, And uh, but the point is that it, it, if you use it only because you need energy, uh, people who say to drink a pot of coffee before before they walk out to the door, I go like, man, that's not the way to go. But there are so many other aspects that we have to focus on in order to get ourselves energy. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to defend that I drink a cup of coffee, that I really enjoy it, but uh, I don't drink it... I. You know, I grew up on another continent, and the coffee is, for me, a memory of a certain uh, contentment, a certain uh, coziness that I remember sitting around the table with people just enjoying a cup of coffee. Uh, It's not for me that I need energy. I just like the the taste, and I don't want a lot. I just want small, and I like it strong. But I I see your point. If coffee is seen as a medication in order to wake up, to me, it makes no sense.
2: Oh yeah, and it's so hard on the body, and it's not really doing what you would think it it needs to do. I mean, again, the the uh, number one way for energy is good, clean water, drinking water, not uh, not with anything you know major in it. Yeah. Um, and it needs to be water, you know. If you put the drops of cell power or the super silica, it's only five drops in a in a. A pint, a 16 ounce glass of purified or distilled water. You put five drops of cell power. Yes. So I mean, it it's doesn't. Not, it, you're you're not adding much to it. It's mainly just uh, pure H2O. And then what the cell power drops do is they allow the body to more easily disassociate the water and break it down into hydrogen um, ions and oxygen ions. And uh, and then your body is getting the the two. Um, most important nutrients. Uh, I love. I love asking this question, Jacobus. When I'm in a seminar, a lot of times I'll say, "Okay, what do you think um, are the two most important nutrients for the body?" Like, can you imagine all the hands that go up, and everybody yeah. has their favorite. They say, "Oh, it's it's vitamin D, or it's CoQ10, or yeah. it's, you know, it's it's the B vitamins, or whatever it is." And I said, "Well, actually, the number one most important nutrient for the human body is hydrogen." And you can't just go buy a bottle of hydrogen somewhere that's right and the and the second most important is oxygen, mm-hmm. and how do we know this? because seventy percent of our body is made up of h two o that's right um seventy percent so if seventy percent of the body weight or the mass or or higher seventy to seventy five percent of the uh the mass of the human body is made up of h two o and that's the easy way to get it it's uh you know uh, hydrogen, by itself, is extremely flammable and unstable, and oxygen by itself is kind of the same way. But here we have an easy way to get it in clean drinking water, so that 's the number one way to to add electricity to the body yes. and then uh, number two would be sunshine
4: mm-hmm.
2: okay, and for people that don't have sunshine available year round sometimes they'll they 'll do uh, an infrared sauna or something where they 're getting that healing spectrum of light. Uh, hitting the body right through the clothes.
4: Yeah, interesting. And, yeah,
2: And uh, after sunshine, it is uh, sleep, the sleep cycle. But okay. people get so, um, I don't know, so anxious about whether they're actually sleeping or not. So if you have somebody who has insomnia... They get into this terrible cycle where they're going, oh, I'm not falling asleep, and I'm not falling asleep, and then they get angry, and then they get mad, and then they really can't fall asleep. Yes. Where what we've been able to discover is that if you lie down and close your eyes, and then it's what, what we like to say is, is that you're, you're playing possum, you're pretending to sleep. I always say, go, go back into your memory as a small child. And you had a bedtime, and your parents are saying, you need to be in bed at this time. So you're in your bed, and you've got your favorite book, and you're reading it. And all of a sudden, you hear a parent coming down the hallway towards your room to check to see if you're asleep or what you're doing. Yeah. So, you know, you, you hide your book, you close your eyes, you pretend oh, you're breathing and moving, and you're kind of, you've seen other people asleep, so you're trying to to mimic.
0: To imitate That's that, I yes.
2: say, J- Just pretend you're asleep, and you're still going to get 90% of the... Benefits of being asleep. Huh. Even if you have to go all eight hours during the night pretending to be asleep, you'll still get 90% of the benefit.
1: Huh.
0: And that's, so uh, the- I don't know. I'm not going to try that though. uh <laughs> <laughs> I think if I would stay awake all night, even if I put something in front of my eyes uh, and I wouldn't fall asleep, I still think I'm exhausted because I, I have a feeling that if people stay up all night, that the brain is probably working like crazy. And I think that at one point exhausts you.
2: Well, yeah, what, but I'm, I'm not talking about staying up and reading. Um, what, I, what I meant to say was that if you close your eyes yep. and breathe and, and basically pretend, mimic all of the things, the, the breathing, the, the, you know, the, the stretching, the sleep position, all those kinds of things, then you shouldn't have to worry about whether you're actually falling asleep or not. I'm not saying stay awake. I'm just saying for people that already have trouble falling asleep. Yes. The other thing is to sleep when your body wants to. Usually I'll say, so So you're saying you can't fall asleep ever? And someone who has sleep issues or insomnia will say, well, no, I, I, could, I could take a nap and fall asleep in the afternoon, no huh. problem. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. said, well, well, then sleep in the afternoon. And they're like, well, I, I don't want to. I want to sleep at night. And I, you just got to let your body do what it needs to do because it knows what you need, mm-hmm. you know, and so you, you just do the best you can instead of stressing out that I didn't do something exactly right. So you've got those three. You've got good, clean water, plenty of it. Um, when I'm dealing with anyone that's working with a, a health condition or, or an a, a imbalance in their body that they want to correct, we encourage them to get in a, a full four quarts or a gallon of, of clean water per day I haven't found anyone that can't drink a gallon. They they just think they can't. Um, so a gallon of water a day, if you're dealing with any kind of an issue, you can maybe drink less than that if you're perfectly healthy with nothing that you want to fix. Um, so that Well, you know... Yeah, uh, of course. You know, everybody loves to say, well, the rule of thumb is that it's uh, one ounce of water for every two pounds of body weight, and therefore, you know, I weigh 130 pounds and I only need 65 ounces. That's a half a gallon, and they're going through this entire thing, and I'm saying... That's if you're already fully hydrated, which I think I only find one person out of a thousand that's actually fully hydrated. I see. Um, that That's the rule for a fully hydrated person, which probably doesn't exist <laughs> hardly anywhere. And then uh, after water would be uh, sunshine or... A good, safe sunshine substitute if it's always cloudy and rainy where you're at. Yes, and then uh, and then the third one is getting good sleep. And all of the hours of sleep, Jacobus, that you get before midnight, true midnight, count double are are worth double everything yep. after midnight.
0: My mom, ma- my mom always told me that.
2: Yeah, that it's she said absolutely hours true. Before I...
0: midnight, count double.
2: Yeah, and and it, and if uh, you take a nap anytime between noon and sunset and it's a 3 hours or less nap so i mean a nap not not extended sleep right um it's worth quadruple really so it's it it's worth double the before midnight hours so between sunset and midnight are double all of the hours after midnight and then everything in a 3 hour or less nap after tw- uh, 12 noon if it's uh, standard time or or 1 p.m. would be a uh, um real noon during the uh, Uh, daylight savings time so between noon and sunset every hour is worth four hours so that means you can you can sleep from 4 a.m to 8 a.m or you can take a one hour nap in the afternoon and it has the same regenerative uh qualities for the human body
0: wow so between noon and 6 p.m uh they count uh, triple
2: uh Four times. Four, four times. times, okay. Er, er, everything between noon and sunset. So I always I always keep track of sunset as to where I'm at. So the, so the
0: Italians really figured it out, right?
2: With their, oh, absolutely. With their siesta. The siesta. And we're, we're, we're saying that it's not just, it's in Italy and Spain and Portugal and Central America and South America. You've got hundreds of millions of people all over the planet that are still taking the afternoon siesta. And it was it was a way to remain healthier, yes, and for a civilization to survive and not die out.
1: Huh?
2: Um, and all of the great, great scientists and thinkers, and the great uh, um, religious philosophers—all of those learned that thing. Um, you, you look at Einstein or Edison; they would, they would take that two or three-hour nap in the afternoon, and that would be it. Because a three-hour nap in the afternoon is your entire sleep that's necessary for the day. It would give them 21 hours to do their research and to, to read and experiment and study because you had a three-hour nap in the afternoon, which is the same as sleeping from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m., which is the farmer's schedule.
4: Wow. And
2: they would have 21 hours. So if you really, really want to have accomplished a lot more in your waking hours, you would do the afternoon nap. So that, that's a, huh. that's powerful a thing that, stuff. Yeah, it's and and if you look at our uh, our current li- lifestyle, and you're not doing any of those things, you say, well, I I'm not drinking at least three or four quarts of clean water per day. Okay, well that's strike one, and I'm not and I'm not getting any time in the sun. I I work in an office, and I just don't have any time on the weekend, which means we don't make time. But anyway, I I, I just can't get any sunshine. Yeah. Strike two. Strike two. And then, mm. and then I, I, I stay up uh, surfing the internet or, or watching the late news till like twelve thirty or one in the morning, and then I go to sleep. Yeah. Strike three. Yeah. And then we wonder why we start getting these diseases.
1: Yeah.
0: It's 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 interesting also that uh, uh, medical students they have to go these forty eight hour seventy two hour shifts in order, it's almost like to toughen them up or something. I don't know what it is or why, why they would do that, but that is what they're doing. And I think there is, uh, that is not setting a good example.
2: No, no, it really isn't. And, and uh, would would you want somebody performing surgery on you that you know has been awake for the last 40 hours?
1: No, no. No,
2: no. me either. Me either. I mean, it's one of those things that uh, it's just, re- it's not even necessary. So, I, you know, there may be other other reasons that we don't want to know about as to to why that type of a schedule is being done, but it's not, you know, especially with the kind of stress that somebody, an ER doctor is under.
1: Absolutely. And
2: then then to try to grab a a few minutes here and there, and they, you know, no wonder the number one cause of death in the United States is not heart disease, it's um, medical mistakes in the hospital. Yes. But by far the number one cause of death. Huh. Because you're sitting there, the person only got, you know, a little 10-minute nap, not even a nap, and they've been up, you know, for, like you said, for almost uh, two full days, and then they're saying, oh, yeah, here, and they switch charts, and they give the wrong medication, the wrong person, all that kind of stuff. You know, you can't really blame the physician. I would, just what you're talking about, Jacobus, I would blame the person that did the scheduling. Why would you schedule someone to be so tired that they can't function?
0: Correct. Oh well, correct, you know.
2: Ah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, good point.
0: 5228255 is the number. This is Gazuntite with Jacobus. I am Jacobus Holloway, your host. My guest today is Bert Golding Jr., who is the president of Positive Power Nutrition. And he is, um, he is just a wealth of information when it comes to understanding electricity in the body, understanding energy, why we do have it and why we are running out of energy, and what we can possibly do to m- improve aspects of our the quality of our life and to initiate healing in the body, in the cell, when we are seeing that there is a deficiency, as well as when... How, what can we do to avoid it? One of the articles that you were that you sent me about heart disease it talks indeed about the uh, the the exercise routine that many people have. I am uh, and really enjoy exercises. And when we come back, I like to talk to you a little bit about that because of the, um, you know, we can actually stress ourselves out with too much exercise. But I do believe that when we make sure that we get enough nutrition afterwards, after the exercise, we can avoid a lot of damage that we're doing to ourselves by just exercising and not getting the right nutrition. So Bert, I, would, I hope you uh, have some answers for that. When we come back, for <laughs> I'm sure you do. You're already smiling. Perfect. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Bert, I, I tell you that just listening to you, your understanding of many concepts, and we're going to c- continue to talk about this, I see that you are touching so many aspects of what life is all about. And what our body is all about. That I I just I've been enjoying myself already in this first hour, and I hope that uh, I hope that you are enjoying yourself. You do so many lectures, but it is uh, absolutely fun to have you here and explaining some more about what we need to do with ourselves.
2: Yeah, and and more than just lectures. When I when I do the classes, the seminar, everybody's thinking, "Well, hold your hold your questions till the end," and I'm saying please don't hold your questions to the end because, right. you know, the, the seminar that I did a couple nights ago, um, we only had an hour and a half time. It wasn't much time. And I've, I've done it as long as seven and a half hours, that same topic. Wow. And it, it's always based on people asking questions. Uh, I was doing a radio show out in, near Pittsburgh, um, and uh, there was, we were talking about uh, kidney health and kidney dialysis and the fact that rarely when a person goes on dialysis – Even if their body starts to get better and healthier, are they able to get off dialysis? It's like a one-way bridge. You cross over that bridge into the realm of dialysis, it's hard to get back. And we were on the air talking about it, and and a caller called in, live caller, and said, you know, I was able to get off of kidney dialysis. I see. I said, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So um, there was a great conversation that went on. He explained exactly how to do it step-by-step and uh, was able to help a lot of people. So I, I think it's just this conversation mm. you know, I I tell people I'm not there to lecture I'm there to answer questions I see you know yeah a- anyway we we were talking about electricity and energy
0: yeah uh, exactly
2: and I was uh, talking in the body, about- but, but but I think you said you wanted to talk about another topic what was well
0: it? what what you sent me this great article by uh, by Dr. Thomas Cowan a uh, medical doctor uh, which uh, it's called redefining heart disease and it talks it's a very interesting article i did so much highlighting and underlining because there is a lot to talk about in this article but um one of the things he's talking about to stress that exercise can put on the body. And therefore, and when I say the body, we're talking again about the cells, uh, the lactic acid production, and many times that stays stuck in the body. And and maybe you want to el- uh, elaborate on that a little bit, how you would explain to somebody what this article is all about. And then what can people possibly do to overcome The deficiency because asking something from your vehicle that you're driving without giving it back the proper nutrition over time, you are simply um, depleting and destroying the individual components of that vehicle. So, if you drive a car always at top speed, you not only are you going to abuse the engine and the heat, and I know it's built for it, but not all the time. And you are—you uh, will have to make sure that you get the right fuel, the right oil, the right lubricants, and everything that's needed to make that car perform at the level that you want it to perform. And many times people exercise, but then they come out out of the exercise... And they're going right back to work or they are going straight to bed or they are going about a day without replenishing the body with nutrients that they just used to perform the exercises. Uh, What is your take on that?
3: Well,
2: you know, exercise and rest are two sides of the same coin. And I think most people are, are not Thinking about that, you know, is that they go together. So if a person is just feeling lethargic, they're just, you know, sitting around on the couch, but they can't really go to sleep. They say, well, I'm really tired, but I'm not sleepy. Um, probably one of the best things they can do is to get up and exercise. But if you're exhausted, the best thing to do is to rest. So if you do that in the, in the improper order, I mean, this is what we're seeing. If, if a person is truly exhausted and they exercise, you know, they, they can have a heart attack and die while they're out, out at the gym exercising. And a lot of people say, well, that's ironic, but it, it happens constantly. People in their mid-30s or 40s or sometimes uh, older will be out exercising at the gym and, and they die. And the reason is is that they thought they thought that they were just lethargic and they needed to get up and move around, but they were actually exhausted. So we need to be able to read whether it's time to rest first and then exercise after, or yes. whether we should be mm-hmm. exercising first and then resting after. I see. I mean, I, I know that maybe that sounds complicated, but so much of, of uh, the dangers of so-called over-exercising have to, has to do with a, the pH balance of a person. Yes. Okay. So That's if right. you're already very, very acidic, and then you exercise and you, you create more lactic acid during the exercise, which is a normal thing that happens in the body... You can get into a dangerously acidic level. So I'm, I'm not trying to scare people and say don't exercise. I'm just saying get pH balanced. Then you can exercise pretty much whenever you want. You you have to you have to get rid of the excess acidity that's in the clear fluids of the body. Right. So um, that's that's probably the the main thing that you know when I did my uh, master's level work in nutrition. From uh, <laughs> uh, they, they were asking, well, you know, is there anything you're particularly interested in that you'd like to know more about? And it was pH balance. And there's almost 200 different books that are published and are sold on the topic. And more than half of those all say that you should be testing your urine pH. Yeah, okay. Sometimes they say daily or or twice a day or five times a day. And uh, what we're able to discover is is that doesn't really tell you anything at all. If you test your saliva pH one time a week, it will let you know what the true pH state, whether you're acidic or alkaline, uh, whether you're balanced, which is just slightly alkaline, or whether you're too alkalized. But when you have pH balance, then um, a person can exercise without worrying about whether that's uh, um, going to cause problems. You know, you were talking about being stressed out, which causes acidity, right? And then and then exercising a lot without having any breaks in there. That's why it's it's if you're already an acidic person, and then let's say you've had a, a cup of coffee or two cups of coffee in the morning, which makes you even more acidic. Yeah. And then you get out and you run a marathon, mm. there you're putting your life at risk because it's a lot different than uh, um, sprinting or or short term running. Uh, you know short distances, um, uh, so you've got to be pH balanced, and that's that's what we're talking about with people. That that means that you have an electrical balance in the body. Um, what what's been your experience with people that overexercise?
0: Well, it's uh, let me say it this way. I I explain to people that our body consists of two parts. There is the section that is above the neck. We call it the brain. I call it the coach. And then there is the athlete, which is the lower part, below the neck. And I often find that people, when they put their mind to something, they make the body do so many things that are, let's call it unnatural at the time, but they, the, the mind says, do it anyway, and the body will simply follow. And so even when people are tired... They say, well, I, I work out five days a week or seven days a week or twice a day or three times a week, whatever it is, I got to go run. I have to go lift weights. I have to do this. It's not because the body says it's ready for it. It's But the brain, the coach says, go for it. And no pain, no gain. If it hurts, just no pain, no gain. Let's go. And people simply push their body to do things even though they are on a restrictive diet, even though they haven't eaten much that day at all, or they're not planning on eating much afterwards because they're trying to lose weight. And I, I find that when you are demanding something from the the athlete, you're going to have to replenish the athlete. And I often find that people literally go to the gym and then they work out hard. I mean, you see them sweat And you see them exhausted and bend over and hold their knees. But then they get out of there and they just have some water and they say, let's go have a hot chocolate and uh, we're ready to go. To me, that is simply over time, not the one day, but over time you are depleting the body. You may look lean, but you're hollow on the inside. You You are not fulfilled. You haven't refilled, refueled. The system to do the same thing tomorrow, or or, you know, really to refuel to to um, how do you call it all the cells. If if you exercise, there is energy going to the muscles, and the heart is the the, the strongest muscle, and it is pumping all the time to give you that edge that you're looking for in in exercise. Well. All the nutrients that you have in your system are going to help the organs that are at work doing exercise. That means that other parts of this body, other parts of the cells, other parts of the organs of other organs are simply not getting the nutrients because there is an alarm going off and it says, we need to exercise, we're going to exercise, that is where all the fuel will go to. So when you come out of the exercise, not only do you have to refuel it to give the muscles and the heart a chance to to uh, re- to to, um, to rebuild, to get stronger, but you have to take more because all the other cells have been temporarily depleted, and so nutrition is so important. But nutrition, to some, is not the same as what you and I are talking about. We're simply talking about cell nutrition, which means we need to take in things that help the the nutrients go through the cell membrane so that it can actually be absorbed and used by our body so i see people who over time simply look exhausted act exhausted think exhausted and but they always will tell you i'm working out so i that, that couldn't be it couldn't be the workout because i am working out and they're looking for the the problem in a different area and so they start, what we talked about in the first half hour, people start self-medicating with whatever they think is the right thing to do, but they're not look going back to the basics. I ask more for my body, I have to give back more to my body to, re, to heal and recuperate.
2: Well, yeah, and I, I think what's interesting is, you know, there, there might be somebody uh, saying, well, it's, it's a bigger problem for people that don't move at all, they don't exercise at all. And so you've got the two extremes, right? Yeah. And then you've got balance. So yes, we, we need to have an exercise program, but when we're already tired, and then a lot of people say, you know, it's willpower, it's self-discipline. Uh, I'm totally exhausted. It's been, a, it's been a really tough week at work. It's Friday, but, but I don't want to miss a single day. And so they go ahead and push themselves, like you say, um, rather than having, keeping a balance in the body. So you, yes. you don't want to just sit around and not exercise at all, but you also don't want to push yourself and then when you talk about replacing those nutrients uh, it's the same thing you know with uh, with women that are um uh, in childbearing years it you know with with my wife she we've had 10 children and none Oops. of them were twins or triplets wow so um with each of those pregnancies knowing what i know now i think that both of both my wife and i would say this we would have done a lot more um nutritional um uh, just focusing on getting nutrition back into the body between uh between pregnancies between children, yes, and you you've got everything that goes into that new baby, that new child being formed everything um, all those nutrients have to come from the mother, yes, that's and right. so you' you it's and you're you're making the same point when it comes to exercise yes. everything that's being used up to uh increase muscle strength or to increase uh, the um, cardiovascular uh, ability of the body—all of those things require energy and they require nutrients. Yes. And sometimes we're just not keeping ourselves healthy because it's depletion, 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 and we're not putting it back in. You know, so it, it's in, it's important to have a, a daily routine of. Um, nutrition and supplementation. I'm, I'm sure you have your supplements that you take every single day. Am I right?
1: I do. Yes.
2: <laughs> and, and, and I do. And it doesn't mean it needs to be 30 different things or 50 different things. Well, oh, it you doesn't. To have a, <laughs>
3: just hey, kidding. Well, you know, no. I mean,
2: you can, overdo, you can overdo that just like you can overdo exercise. In other words, you need to be um, having exactly what your body needs and not skip any days. I find that a lot of people say, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I take uh, selenium or I take vitamin B," and then I say, "Well, seven days a week," and they go, "Well, no," and then when you really talk to them, they say, "Well, maybe once or twice a month." Well, that that's not going to really do it.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, yeah.
0: if you don't mind me, uh, I like to read a little bit of that article that you told yeah. me that uh, that is written by this doctor Cowan, Thomas Cowan, and. Um, He explains kind of what we're talking about. Uh, He says, uh, very recently through a serendipitous internet encounter, I ran across a different theory which may explain the whole series of facts surrounding the cause and thus the treatment of uh, uh, heart infarcts or angina. Uh, infarcts, yes. The myogenic theory proposed by the Brazilian cardiologist Dr. Mesquita states that rather than coronary artery disease causing myocardial infarct, the blockages are actually the consequence of the MI. So The the blockages are the consequence. So according to Mesquita's theory, the heart, because it is such an active organ and has such a high oxygen demand, Like the brain, which is the other side of infarctions, which we call strokes, the heart is always a bit tenuous in its ability to extract enough oxygen from the blood. Exercise or other physical or mental activity increases the need for the heart cells to extract even more oxygen. As a result of stress, particularly chronic stress, the small blood vessels in the heart become constricted which then compromises what we call the microcirculation in and around the heart cells. This leads to decreased oxygen supply, especially with physical exertion. Then, anaerobic metabolism, means without air. Then, acidosis, as the lactic acid builds up through this metabolism with an oxygen deficit and eventual death of the cells. After the cells die... An inflammatory reaction occurs, which eventually compromises the artery, filling it with inflammatory debris that we can see on an autism and angiograms. And to me, this was so good because there is such a misunderstanding that the uh, uh, when somebody has a heart attack, it is simply a, a, a calcification, arteriosclerosis, of the large vessels leading up to the heart but it is all the small vessels that get plugged up which causes the 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 debris to land uh, to land in the um into the uh, arterial wall and that starts causing the problem so when doctors are talking about cholesterol being the cause of heart disease or even homocysteine levels this guy says it has to do with the stress buildup that constricts the capillaries, and if they cannot move and, 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 and uh, pass, through, uh, pass on the, the, the nutrients to the cells, you get a constriction that eventually leads to hardening of the arteries because they don't get the nutrients.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. And that microcirculation is, is really it. And, and, and what's interesting about that is that um, he talks about how ad- adrenaline – is actually injected into the area um, during surgeries because they don't want the tissue to bleed while they're suturing or whatever. So
1: right, it right.
2: constricts the blood vessels, but but so does, uh, so, so does caffeine cause the blood vessels to get smaller and it constricts them. So does an acidosis state.
0: That's true. That's all part of it. So we need to understand how that works in our individual life everybody has a story to tell everybody has a cause of disorder and wherever it comes out it is an individual thing so I I really um, as we are talking about this you and I are giving a very global idea, kind of a generic idea, but I think everybody who is listening can implement this in their own life and see how this affects them. And when we come back, you are going to explain more what people can possibly do to overcome some of this. Yeah. All right, Bert, I really appreciate you with me. Folks, uh, stay tuned. Uh, We are going to take a quick break and then, well, what am I saying quick? We'll be right back. I feel... Like I've known you much longer than, and not not talking about the fact that we had a show twelve years ago, but uh, <laughs> but talking to you, you are of like mind, and I just enjoy uh, my talk with you this morning. Thanks for being here.
2: Oh well, thank you, Jacobus, and I, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I think it's it's what a person's interested in when when you when you're, I can tell that you want to help people. You just want to help them get better, yeah. and sometimes we just we just want to help people. Maybe more than they want to be helped, but you know that's that that feeling of trying to help people. And and you had started out the, the show, you know, an uh, hour and a half ago by by saying, "Hey, let's talk a little bit about electricity." Yeah. And uh, I feel like we've jumped around and not really talked about that. So can I take up just a minute or two and talk about what kind of electricity in the body we're we're talking or Absolutely. want to talk about? I'm sitting it, here it,
0: taking notes
1: too, so uh, you go
0: ahead.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, it it turns out that. The body can only use electricity, um, you know, most of the time, it's a very subtle electricity. So to, to give you an idea, it's, it's a, um, a very uh, subtle level, level of voltage. You know, it's not like you can plug yourself into an electrical outlet or, or whatever. It's electricity that's very, very subtle. So it's measured on a subtle energy scale, also known as a bovis energy scale, uh, named after a a French physicist, Jacques Bovis, and on that scale, anything that is less than 6,500 that you um, put into your body or expose your body to actually decreases your energy. So you want to remember that number, 6,500. Now that turns out that purified water or reverse osmosis drinking water is um, right around 6,500. Okay. So that means it's not depleting your body. Something like tap water or a lot of the uh, bottled water that you get from soft drink companies where they're saying, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you bottled water. That comes in at like 2,500. Really? Well, the tap water might be 2,500 or 3,000. So with every glass or every bottle of water with low energy, it's actually depleting the energy in your body. Mm-hmm. Okay so Interesting. W- with with distilled water it's between 7000 to 8000 on energy huh. there are a few mineral waters i know that uh, we we test all the different waters that people send us samples from all, all over the the world and there's um the the Fiji water that comes bottled from Fiji i mean it's, it's a shame they have to bottle it and send it that far across the ocean but that comes in at 8500 and it's got some uh, healthy minerals it's from huh. a clean spring um now, when you come to something like uh, super silica drops, it's 3 million really? on the scale. Wow. 3 million. And oh, wow. cell power is the highest of any subtle energy score of any, of any food supplement, of anything you can put in the human body. Nothing is higher than cell power. It comes in at 6 million to 6.5 million. So wow. what that means is you start out with a glass of purified water and it's 6,500. You put five drops of cell power in it and you're raising the electrical potential by a thousand times. Wow. That means that, you know, you're not only trying to drink uh, three to four quarts of good clean water a day, but when it has the uh, the drops in it, each glass is, is giving you the energy oh. of a thousand glasses of water. Huh. And water is the number one energy source. So when you have that kind of energy coming into the human body, it's like, oh, wow, the body's like, all this energy, what am I going to use it for? And the body decides what it's going to use it for. So that's why some people say, I'm sleeping better. Well, you you would think, well, wait a second. You know, I think I have to be more more, uh, tired to sleep. And it's actually most people that can't fall asleep is because they're too tired. If your energy level is too low, The body just does not feel safe allowing you to go to sleep. So you have to have your energy level increased, you know, not not by drinking caffeine before you go to sleep because that actually lowers your energy. And that's why people say, Oh no, no, I I can't have a cup of coffee, you know, right before bedtime because then I can't sleep. Well, it's not because it gives you too much energy. I mean, you may feel a, a buzz or that your body's kind of reacting to the caffeine, but, but really it's that it's making you too tired to fall asleep. So with, you put the cell power drops in with that six to six and a half million in electrical potential, the body can use that uh, for, uh, you know, making enzymes Mm -hmm. for, uh, reconstructing, uh, things that have been damaged. So a lot of cellular repair happens at night while you're asleep anyway. Yes. But, but when you have that much energy coming in now to give you a better idea on this energy scale that we're talking about, um, uh, vegetables and fruits are higher than meat or fish. Okay. Uh, on the bovis scale. And how do you, uh, how almost, do you spell bovis? Most, most,
0: how do you spell it? B o v u s.
2: B o u b i s. B o. There used to be a lot of information on the internet about it, but people have been trying to, I guess, push those sites and information off of the internet. Okay. That happens happens a lot sometimes. Uh, there's like this. Information war, where they're trying to make sure that people can no longer find out about it. Because yeah. if you understand that everything has a Bovis score, and uh, if you're able to to uh, um, only go with those things that have the highest, um, then you're going to have the electrical energy for your body to be healthier for for uh, not just survival, but for good health. But,
0: now, but, but, but let me ask you: when you talk about the cell power drops, six to six point five million million. Yes. That is in the bottle as a whole, or is that what it does to the water when you put six drops or five drops in a, in a, in a pint? Uh, how, how does, is, are you talking about a pint, for example?
2: No, that that's a great question. What it is is that because it's a vibrational energy, I had to oh, okay. smile when you're, you're playing the intro music of good vibration. Well, that's
0: why I played it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what it is it's, it's a vibrational energy a subtle energy but it it's an electrical potential it'll it'll turn into electricity as it flows through the body i see through the through the uh, um uh the chi pathways of the of uh, acupuncture acupressure the chakras all these things you've yeah. got this real live energy now you're asking what does that mean first of all every drop and the entire bottle of cell power is in that six to six and a half million range.
1: Yes, and
2: uh, we have it tested on a regular basis. And then when you have that glass of water, uh, purified water at sixty five hundred, and you just put in the five drops. Yes, within a minute, the entire glass of water is raised to six and a half million. Oh huh. wow! Huh? I know it. it can yeah. you? I mean, Unreal. it's almost yeah. And yet, when you think about energy. In, in nature, in the wild, is that if you have a waterfall and the water is just falling a distance with gravity and hitting the pond below the waterfall, all that energy is, is um, all the water is energized more than just a pond that doesn't have a waterfall falling into it. And you look at animals and they'll all be attracted to come over and drink from the higher energy so that they have more energy to, to run away from danger or to do whatever they need to do. So you'll see more animals gathering around a pond that has a waterfall falling into it because it's a higher um, subtle energy I see. Than, than just a, a, a pond. You know, yeah. a, a moving stream, a moving river, it has the energy from that movement. So now let's talk about um, meats and fish are lower than vegetables. Vegetables would be in that range of between uh, ten to 16,000 on the, the subtle energy scale. Okay. That's why a lot of people say, oh, no, I, I don't eat meat or fish. I only eat um, fruits and vegetables. Well, fruits are the highest. And out of all of the fruits, the berries, the strawberries and blackberries and raspberries, and it turns out that the highest score of any um, natural food happens to be a fresh-picked raspberry that holds the world record at 23,500. Wow. So that's, that's the highest is that of any now, is that we're talking about fresh pick? picked. They they picked it off the vine. They tested it for the subtle energy within five minutes after it came off the vine, and that's the world record is twenty three thousand five hundred. And then you have something like super silica at three million, and cell power at six to six and a half million. I I mean, there are people that are able to sense subtle energy, and they'll come up to me and say, "What is this? What is this product?" Wow! Wow! And and cell power, like you said, has been around since 1949, when it was discovered by Lee Reynolds in Colorado. He he wasn't looking to to do a a supplement. He was not a supplement person. He was doing scientific experiments because in the 1940s, about half of the people in the United States, or actually the world, about half the people thought that Einstein was just a kook. He was just just a crazy person. I see. With all of his theories, because it all of his theories went against newtonian physics mm. and and we're, they were like oh you know wh- what is this He's, he doesn't understand that newton is you know the one who knows how things work and he was able to show that there there was a, a whole different level called quantum physics or quantum mechanics that it that, um, works about the opposite of cause and effect so with this uh, lee reynolds was trying to find out if it's really true that e equals mc squared meaning that you can't destroy matter. If you dissolve matter all the way down to where it looks like the matter's gone, it's been it's been destroyed, or is that it converts into energy? So a lot of people were trying to, you know, how you determine if a theory is true is you try to reproduce the same results in mm-hmm. the experiment, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So
2: what he did is he would take these uh, fruits and vegetables and dissolve them down so small that that it was smaller particles. It's in the the uh, nano size range and and the uh, far far less than a, a micron size particles, and it was easy because he had his own backyard garden and there were farms around, so he would dissolve the fruits and vegetables all the way down, okay. and then take a, a voltmeter and other testing equipment, um, and test and see. Okay, has the energy gone up? Can I actually see? There's more electricity in this liquid fluid. Yes. When the matter disappears, does energy? And for a long, long time, he just couldn't do it. But rather than saying, oh, well, Einstein is wrong, he just kept trying and finally uh, discovered that when he would dissolve it down, all of the energy was escaping the solution oh. in an, inv- an invisible form of vapor. Okay. You wouldn't even be able to see the vapor coming up, and that's the energy was escaping. So he finally sealed off the barrel where the um, dissolving process was going on and capped it. Huh. And it turned out that as he did, in the dissolving all these fruits and vegetables dissolving dissolving down, the energy couldn't escape, and so this whole barrel, fifty a fifty gallon drum, of liquid weighing over four hundred pounds started moving and and going back and forth like it was a rocket about to take really?
4: off. Really? Wow.
2: Yeah. And then as as time went on, he he said, "Okay, let's take this this uh, energy that's been trapped from from." Uh, Fruits and vegetables have been dissolved down to the nano size, and let's go ahead and put it out in the, the sunshine. So he, he would put it out in, in glass containers or, you know, some kind of a translucent container and allow all of the photons yes. and the infrared energy from the sunshine to hit the solution and then he would measure it each week to see has the energy gone up. And sure enough, because plants already hold on to light energy in the process of photosynthesis, when you dissolve down fruits and vegetables, all you're doing is getting rid of the cell wall, right? So everything that was inside the plant cells is still there in the solution. Yes. It's just no longer trapped inside of a cell wall.
1: Right. Okay.
2: Um, You know, uh, animals and humans have a cell membrane, which is more flexible and permeable, and plants have a cell wall that's more structured. Um, It's it's a, a harder... Um, consistency, so that 's how cell power came into being, and he didn 't start using the humans it 's not like oh, now let 's take this dissolved fruit and vegetables it wasn 't until one thousand nine hundred and forty nine that people started putting the drops in their water and started consuming it, and so there 's a sixty nine year history with cell power. Huh. But he started, first of all, putting it on his plants. And again, you know, being the scientist that he was, he would put it on uh, plants in his garden. You know, half would get cell power and half wouldn't, and the ones that had cell power would grow to be twice the size. Not only uh, the height of the, wow. the plant and the leaves, but, you know, some of the, the biggest tomatoes and the, and the biggest edible pumpkins and things came from, from putting this high-energy um, liquid solution on the plants then with agriculture, then with pets then with livestock and eventually with humans and as a dietary supplement you know, it's, it's generally regarded as safe because it's been around forever millions yes. and millions of people have used cell power, yep. all with the benefit that the electricity level in the human body and in the cells increases dramatically.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: A thousand times the, the water level. Yes,
0: yes. Ha, huh. That is, uh, that's really powerful stuff. You know, what it it, it sounded to me like as you were explaining this, it almost sounds a little bit like homeopathy. Diluting it down, of course, there was not shaking, but uh, there was not the succussion going on, the the vigorous shaking, but uh, obviously the barrel was shaking by itself. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I, yeah I, that's just what I was going to say. Is that It really was self-succussed. Yes, it was. And, and, what, and what's interesting is a lot of people say, well, it sounds a lot like homeopathy. And in, in some ways, it really is because the smaller the particles are and, and uh, the, the more that they're diluted, it means the more surface areas available to the molecules that make up the cells of our body. Yes, there's more surface area. The more that you decrease the size of the particle.
1: Yes, yes. Huh,
0: yeah, ha! Yeah. But but you know, obviously, with the homeopathy is it, it is different. But I uh, that was one thing I had to think about when I uh, when you were explaining this. That is amazing. Now, what were the people's names that started this process?
2: Uh, Lee Reynolds was the, Lee Reynolds. The, uh, yeah, he he was an aeronautical engineer. The kind of a. a backyard backyard scientist and uh, you know when I grew up as a kid that's what my dad would do we would we would go down to the store and get the uh, the the different uh, um tubes that you'd use to fix your television or your radio back before transistors and solid-state things. And people were always tinkering. And we would, you know, you'd get these kits where you could actually build your own radio or build your own television or yes. even the kits where you could build your own computer, the Heath kits, all these kinds of things. Yes. So that's, that's really how it was discovered. So everybody keeps saying, why do you use the word discovered? I guess because it wasn't designed. It wasn't formulated. It was this amazing thing and showing that Matter really does convert to energy. And then, of course, Einstein was saying that, and uh, theoretically, and I think that they've been able to prove this now, that energy can also um, become matter, that they're interchangeable. It can go both ways.
0: Absolutely. I I can totally see that. We just, uh, yeah, yeah. so everything, we are indeed energetic beings, and that's why there are so many parts of the body that haven't been discovered yet, including the brain cells. That is, what is going on that we have cells that are so tight, we can see organs, we can grab them, we can grab the skin, we can grab the arm, grab the muscle, but when you look under a microscope, there is actually more space between the cells than that there is actually cell mass, and that, to me, is oh, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, yeah, what yeah, is, yeah. how is it all held together? Well, there is a lot happening between the cells that we don't always think about, and that is all energy. Yeah.
2: And so that, that really is, I mean, your body takes that energy and constructs new cells to repair damage. To to uh, I mean, we, we've seen things as dramatic with the doctors we work with that people are actually um, able to regenerate and grow back missing organs.
4: No and way. Uh, if, wow. if,
2: if, if this sounds too, too far-fetched or too science, uh, science fiction to people, um, they're just not paying attention to the recent discoveries and what's on the news. Uh, on the Discovery Channel, a cable channel, they had a, um, a whole uh, uh, feature on a, pro, uh, a biotechnical company that is able to grow a kidney for you. In what looks like a uh, a fish tank, a fish aquarium, yeah, you, they'll take your own cells, and when they grow the kidney for you, it's your own DNA, so there's no organ rejection. Wow. And they're already doing this, but as amazing as that sounds, the human body is able to do that also. And so this is a lot of times where I lose people if they haven't really had all of the basics to understand what we're talking about. It's that your body, as soon as there's the right pH and the right energy flow, the right electricity... The um, cells will that are all closed down, and and uh, where the cell membrane is locked, and you can't get any nutrients in, you can't get any water or or oxygen or fuel or messenger hormones. Nothing can get in because the cell membrane has closed down. Correct. All the toxins are trapped inside the cell. Yes. We, and I don't know. Are we up to a break?
1: Almost, timer. almost, almost, almost. <laughs> well,
2: when when, when you, you have music. the right vibrational energy, the right electricity, that cell membrane will open. Yes. That's where you get nutrition into the cell, but that's also where the cell can stretch out, pinch down in the middle, and that is cell replication or cellular mitosis. Huh. And that's how everything gets repaired. Everything from a paper cut, it's not like a paper cut and you're going, oh yeah, the skin just came back together you know, like this invisible source is taking both sides and holding it together without sutures. No, the the cut is being filled with new cells that are being created from cells that are open and they're able to divide and multiply. Yes. You so know, if you can do that with a cut, your body can do that uh, with a missing gallbladder or a missing thyroid. Totally. So we have We have documented cases where doctors will call up and they say, we can't believe it. This woman had her thyroid removed surgically. Um, She's grown a completely brand new, healthy thyroid in the last five months, and we don't understand, you know, what is it? Can you come out and talk to us, try to explain what we're seeing? And so we send somebody out from our science department and go and talk with the doctor and try to to explain that this this is happening all the time, all over the world with people that are healthy. We just don't have a very high percentage of the population that's that healthy.
0: That, that's true. You know, and and a lot of it is by choice. You know, and, uh, but well, when we come back, we folks, we have two hours done already. I can't believe it. Bert and I will continue for another hour. We'll be right back. I really felt Bert that you're uh, good morning to you and, and, and welcome back here to the last hour. Um, Fascinating explanation about the whole electricity and how it works and how the 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 actual product cell power was rediscovered, as you say. Um, now why what what was the gap by the way, Bert? Uh, between this the uh, Lee Reynolds, the aeronautics engineer, discovering this product, working with it, and having success with it did it go down a uh, kind of did it get forgotten and all of a sudden you picked up on it how did it go
2: well the the uh, family and uh, other people over the years have tried to to keep it alive and, and what i feel is one of my um, most important responsibilities is to be a guardian of the formula um to make sure that it doesn't disappear i mean at at one time it was in many many countries all over the world sometimes i'll run into somebody and they say oh, you have the original formula, I can't believe it, and they'll be from Malaysia or some other place. And uh, we're starting to get it back out into the countries. Um, you know, there's, it's hard for uh, governments to understand how it works. I mean, how do you explain energy, you know, right. when it comes to getting uh, health ministry approval in a country or FDA for them? You know, FDA inspectors will come out and they're like, we don't understand energy, you can't put that on the label. And I thought, well, that's really funny. That's only because we try to hide the energy connection in the United States. I know that's quite an accusation, but did you realize that other countries don't list the number of calories on the label? Interesting. Because calories are an outdated term. I mean, go on on the Internet, go go to Wikipedia or any other online encyclopedia and look up the word calorie. They're saying, well, it's a really, really old concept because it's this idea that somehow your body takes the food that you eat and burns it and creates heat, and I'm saying, well, what's what's going to be burning at 98.6 degrees? Yes,
4: <laughs> you know, and yes, a lot yes. of people
2: will say, well, the, the reason that lemon juice is uh, alkaline is we know it's acidic, but but when it's when the lemon juice is burned in the body, it turns into an alkaline ash. It means that we're still working off of a theory that is based on the steam locomotive engine. Okay, that's that's how long ago the calorie thing was. It was this idea that you're you're throwing wood into the uh, the burner of the steam locomotive, or yes. you're shoveling coal into the old steam uh, locomotive train, and then that's that's how they're doing it. Other countries, they instead of calories, they measure um, the food energy you're supposed to be getting from that food that you're buying.
1: Yes, yes,
2: in kilojoules. Now, if you think about joules as a measurement, what is that measuring? Hmm. Electricity, right? I mean, you go out and buy a uh, surge protector to protect your computer, your electronics, in your home for, in case of a lightning strike, and it will always tell you how many um, kilojoules, how many thousands of joules of electricity it will be able to block you know, in less than a second, so it protects your electronics from being fried if you, if you get uh, lightning hitting a power pole next to your home yes and that's and that's what it does sometimes it'll have both calories and kilojoules right next to each other, so it's trying to explain what would be the electrical conversion of the food or the nutrients the fuel that you're taking in and there's a big difference between fuel and nutrients you've got fuel would be your fats carbohydrates and uh and proteins yes um, is what we're commonly talking about. It turns out water is a greater fuel than any of those, but everyone keeps saying that water is zero calories. Well, okay, that's fine, yeah. but it's not, zero, it's, it's not zero kilojoules.
0: No, it has plenty of energy.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so so you've got, um, and we were talking before the break about how cell power, the drops um, on the BOVA scale, which is hard to, to measure because there's not an electronic measurement tool for that, but, it, you know, we, uh, when I'm supervising overseeing uh, every batch of cell power which takes a, a minimum of seven months to make one batch no way yeah huh. yeah it it what, what what's being produced today will not even be um shipped until next year wow when it started so it takes seven months and it grows and grows and grows in energy um just continuously huh. and uh it's it's just an an amazing thing that happens. Even after it's taken out of the sunlight, it continues to grow in electrical energy. But every wow. batch has a minimum um of three hundred and thirty thousand microvolts of electricity when we test it with an ORP voltmeter in the liquid before it's bottled, before it's shipped. Mm.
0: 335,000 so that's the, that's the micro, that, microvolts.
2: That, yeah. That wow. and that's that's what uh that's what sells um can only use are microvolts, millionths of a volt. Anything more than that will fry the cell and, and, and kill it if it gets up into the uh, milli- millivolts, the thousandths of a volt. Then you've got voltage and you've got amperage, and I would say that most people really do not understand electricity. Even the electrical experts on the planet still cannot e- explain to you exactly why electricity works the way it does. It's a movement of electrons, Yes, yes. and we know that it powers things, but uh, they, they can't, you know, and I certainly can't. So I'm, I'm not saying that I, and I can, but... Oh, I was hoping
0: you're... you were finally going to explain it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, No, but I can tell you this, is that you've got voltage, you've got amperage. Yes. So at the cell membrane level, there needs to be a minimum of 650 nanoamps. Now, that's 650 billionths of an amp of electricity, and that's what allows the cell to open... So that you can get the nutrients, which would be like the, the vitamins and the minerals and, and uh, all of the nutrients that don't have fuel attached to them. And then you've got the fuel, the protein, fats, carbohydrates that gets into the cell. You've got water. You've got oxygen that has to get inside the cell. Yes. That's why your, your red blood cells are carrying the oxygen. As the oxygen, uh, every red blood cell has four oxygen receptor sites. Okay. And it, it's amazing to see this. Uh, there's only very few microscopes in the world that can do this because you can't use an electron microscope, which people don't realize. Electron microscopes only give you an image of what it just killed. The electron microscope kills every living cell. So okay. you can't see a cell actually breathing or moving or opening its membrane if you're using electron microscope because you know the electrons kind of are as deadly to the cell as x-rays would be mm-hmm. so you're only looking at a dead fossilized i mean that's why a lot of times they're saying the cell membrane looks like it's these phospholipids and really you have killed the cell so you're looking at a dead cell so if you have a An actual optical microscope, of which there's very, very few left in the world that can go 50,000 or 100,000 or 200,000 times. But if you look at, um, there was one up in Vancouver, Canada, and they were able to, to bring this up on a computer screen, and they were looking at a red blood cell, and there were four oxygen receptor sites that were seen on the cell, and that's where the oxygen is held onto. It takes it up near the cell, and then that oxygen has to go through an open cell membrane. If there's not enough electricity flowing through your body and you have less than 650 nanoamps at the cell membrane level, the cell is closed awesome. and you can't get waste out of the cell or whatever the cell is manufacturing. So everybody keeps talking about the cell membrane has to be open to get rid of the uh, the waste products of cellular metabolism, and that's part of it. But almost every cell is manufacturing something that's used by another cell. Mm-hmm. So, so for someone that says, "Oh, they have type one diabetes and uh, their pancreas is not able to produce insulin anymore." Yes. What we're discovering more and more is not that the cell doesn't produce the insulin, but it's being produced inside of a cell that has locked down the cell membrane to protect itself, which mm. means the insulin can't get out and it can't ship it. It's like a factory that has all the doors sealed. It's making what it needs to make, but it can't. They can't get the shipment doors open to even put on a truck which would be our red blood cells or our bloodstream to get it out there. I see. At thyroid, when you say I have hypothyroidism, is it that the thyroid is not making all of the thyroid hormones? Or is it that the cell membranes of the thyroid are closed so that none of those hormones can get out and be like by other yeah. part of the body?
1: Right, right.
2: Wow. See, is, is that creating a creative picture of what's going on? That's why you have two different kinds of diabetes of which they've been renaming it over and over and over through what the last 50 years they, you know, first it was um, juvenile diabetes, yes, which, which we now call type one. And, uh, but then they found out, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, they said well, we can't really call it juvenile diabetes anymore because you can get it when you're 60 or 70. So how is that juvenile? Yes. And then they had adult onset diabetes, which was type two. Well, how can you call it that when you have children that are five or six years old getting adult onset? So they were trying to say that it was like two different age groups. It's this idea that aging somehow changes everything in the body. And that's not what it is. Type 1 means that the, the cells of the pancreas are locked down and closed, and you can't get insulin even into the bloodstream. So you just say your pancreas doesn't make insulin anymore. Well, okay. It, it's not releasing insulin. It may be making it like crazy. And then you've got in, uh, insulin-resistant diabetes, which is type 2, which means which cells are, are locked down? The target cells for insulin are locked down. Well, but yeah, There's, of course, there's a lot of cells,
0: right? There's yeah, a lot of cells, every cell.
2: Every cell. And so yeah. that's why you say insulin-resistant is that the insulin's not getting into the cell because the cell, the cell will close down its membrane – when the, when the amperage drops below 650 nanoamps, but it, it does that to protect itself because if a, a, a fungus, yeast, um, bacteria, infectious bacteria, a uh, virus comes anywhere near a cell, it's, it's like a, this really, really low electrical thing in the body. Okay oh. and that's that's why the body can normally protect itself from any invader because as long as we keep our energy higher yes. than the invaders which are really low energy they can't do anything but when the low energy comes up there and it's trying to live off the energy of the cells yes. it means it lowers that below 650 nanoamps and what's the automatic thing that happens the cell door's close.
0: yeah shuts down see that is yeah. interesting this is this is a complete expanded in, uh, edu- of education, explanation about what is actually happening in the body. Because I, I, I tell people, well, why is there insulin resistance? Because the cell says, I have already too much sugar in the system. I cannot function what I'm doing if I accept more sugar. I got it everywhere. And I need to get more proteins and fats and minerals and electrons n- energy in my system to get rid of the sugar so that i can breathe that i can do what i need to do and that is why it resists but you actually have seen and scientists have seen a drop in the amperage of this the cell membrane so that it's the automatic it's almost like the gate is shutting down the electric gate isn't working anymore
2: yeah uh, you know, and and for somebody who wants to see what happens let's say you go up to uh, the supermarket or or the health food store whatever you're doing and they have automatic doors that when you walk up you don't have to pull the door it just slides open right yes now now let's say that that there's an electrical outage in that neighborhood what happens to the door
0: it uh, doesn't really open
2: yeah. yeah and if if it was open it automatically closes when the electricity's gone yeah so if you're in an open state and someone cuts off the electricity of the building, the, 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 what keeps it open is the electricity. When the electricity shut off, even if it's open, it doesn't stay open, yes. it'll slowly close, and then you're sitting there trying to grab your fingers and pry it apart. That, to me, that's like the most uh, amazing view of what's happening at the cellular level. Yes. And so it does that so that it's automatically, it doesn't take any electricity to close the doors of the cell or even to close one of those automatic doors. It's closing it to protect you because, let's say, you know, the the underlying cause of all cancer, no matter what kind of cancer it is, is when fungus um, gets in through the cell membrane and then goes all the way through the nuclear envelope, which is another membrane. So it's violated two membranes. It's got into the cell, the fungus, then yes. when it gets into the into the cell nucleus, then it, it creates what's called fungation, which was the original name for cancer. So when you have fungation, what will happen is that when this fungus comes up, it lowers the electricity and because it's just a, a, an energy siphon. It's like a black hole. It's just sucking all the energy out of the cell. Yeah. So it's interesting how our bodies are created. The cell has lower energy. It closes, and it keeps more fungus from coming in. mm. So the protection against anything, against uh, Staph or E. coli or Salmonella or any of these things, is if, um, as it approaches the cell, the cell protects itself because the invader is lowering the electricity and it closes to keep that stuff out. Right. Now, the same thing happens, Jacobus, with acidic pH in the clear fluids of the body. Since we have clear fluids like lymphatic fluid, synovial fluid, Uh, organ cushioning fluid, cerebrospinal fluid. So 56% of our body weight or body mass of the entire human body is clear fluid. When that clear fluid is in an acidic state, when it's below 7, it also lowers the amperage and the cell closes itself to protect the cell from being destroyed by this acidic clear Fluid.
1: fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And so when you get pH balanced, which is one thing that cell power helps the, the body do, is that it not only increases the amperage and the voltage at the cell membrane level so it opens, that wouldn't be a healthy thing if it opened to all of the um, invaders that were just waiting outside to, to get inside, right? Right. But what cell, cell power does with that higher electricity is that you, can't, you don't have viruses or infectious bacteria or or Candida, or any of these things that can survive in a high-voltage, high-amperage situation. Yes. So they're all basically disabled or fried because your body loves the electricity and all these other things hate it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, you've got friendly bacteria, which are the uh, the gut bacteria, the the, the probiotics and everything else. Yes. The reason we, call, reason we call them friendly bacteria is that they also love lots of oxygen, just like our cells. And they also love high electricity, just like ourselves hmm they're friendly because they survive, and we have this uh this symbiotic relationship going on we We can't survive you know some people say at the at the uh uh microbiome level that we have ten times as many probiotic cells within our body as we have human cells
0: mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting that I, I, based on how you explain this, which is absolutely fascinating, the if we have a disease, it simply means, let's say, a fungal, a, 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 a systemic candida, or we start developing a cancer. It simply means that the body has lost its amperage, or there is something wrong with the amperage whereby the cell is no longer protected from the invaders and the invaders are simply breaking through the system and getting into the body.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I, on this uh, trip to Washington, the last couple of days, I was able to meet with some other scientists, just amazing people. And and one of them was uh, talking about cell phone. He said he's been uh, doing natural health for 40 years and he still doesn't uh, have a cell phone. Everybody keeps saying, what do you mean you don't have a cell phone? What do you have a smartphone? And he said, well, let me show you something. He was able to show that he has all these doctors and scientists that come into his health food store out there in Kent Washington and uh um he says that one of them brought in a uh, a radiation meter a geiger counter and they held it up next to a smartphone and the thing was just going off the off the charts just you know it was like it was some kind of uh a nuclear plant that was leaking or something yes and uh he said that's hitting your body constantly you know wi-fi is on in our homes and most people won't bother to turn off their wi-fi antenna at night when they go to sleep so that's why they're being drained constantly so you've got all these emf signals that drain you yes just the same way as what you're talking about disease disease can only happen when our electricity falls
0: absolutely that's right and so that is um, that is not something that happens overnight uh, to, to many people. This is something, literally a gradual process whereby we have become ignorant to the signals that the body is giving us. And then again, as I mentioned earlier, the brain, the, the coach keeps pushing us to go forward even though we are depleted and even though we don't feel well. And eventually the body says, forget about it, I'm, I'm checking out. And that's when we start having issues. Folks, we're going to take a short break. Uh, Bert Golding will be on for just another half hour. We'll be right back.
3: So much that you can do, you got power inside of you. Now let's sing. I can do it.
4: I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Power.
3: I've got power. Power. I can make it. I can make it. I can make it. I can make it power.
4: Power. I've got power. 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 I can do it. I can do it. I can do it.
0: Uh, probably one of the cheesiest songs I've ever found, to Bert. To, to, uh, <laughs> 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 uh,
2: sounds to like th- somebody wrote a song for our company. That is so funny. Isn't oh that a tune goodness. for your
0: company? That is fun, isn't
2: oh, it? Positive power, yeah.
0: Positive
1: power, that's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something. Yeah, I... I <laughs> Uh, everybody at the office is going to get a kick out of that. That's, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> well, I, I thought I got to do something. But anyway, uh, folks, welcome back to that very last half hour here with Bert Golding. He is the president of uh, <laughs> Positive Power Nutrition. Uh, they have a couple products that he was talking about. First of all, the Cell Power. The Cell Power. And I highly recommend that if you are at all listening today, and I know that that many of you are, you're not calling in because why would you? I mean, there is so much information coming your way. But uh, try, try these drops. Just put four or five drops in a glass of water that you're drinking. Do it several times a day. Uh, there is another great product that they have. It's called Super Silica. It's all about... Uh, well, you, maybe you want to explain it to the listeners, uh, Bert.
2: I, I was thinking about that. You know, most people have not not even heard of silica as a nutrient. Now they'll look on their vitamin bottle and say it has silica and it'll be uh, under other ingredients. It's talking about a non-absorbable form of silica that will be put in uh, uh, what makes up the hard capsule or or is put into as a drying agent. But when you have um, the uh, silica is one part silicon, two parts oxygen. So it's a living breathing silicon so you'd use silicon in electronics it's in your computer chips it's in your cell phones uh, uh, you know it's in solar cells that's on the roof now that should tell you something If, if if the solar cells that attract sunlight are using silica and then it converts it to electricity what does that tell you if you want to have the sunlight that hits your skin turn into actual electrical energy, you've got to have silica in your body. Now, you can't just put silicon in a human body, but, uh, Jacobus, silica or silicon dioxide, which is silica, living, breathing silicon, uh, so silica is absolutely essential in any biologically living cell. Wow. So there's no plant cell, yes. no animal cell of any kind, or in plant cell of any kind, or human cell that... Loses it, all of its silica and still stays al- stays alive. It dies instantly. I see. Wow. Okay. See, so it it is absolutely essential to life. It's what's called one of the seven sisters. There are seven elements on the periodic table of elements that must exist in any biologically living cell. Or there's no life. There's no no uh, what we would call the difference between uh, inert minerals and and a living. Well, all life is yeah, in a yeah, cellular yeah, form. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so with silica, in the 1970s, out here at UCLA in California, where I'm at, uh, there was a a doctor that was able to prove that um, silica is an essential trace mineral. Okay, so with it, it has these amazing quantum physics um, uh, properties of silica that... You can only understand from a, a view of quantum physics or quantum mechanics. Here are some of the things that silica does that it sounds like it's from a science fiction book, and this <laughs> this is real. It happens every day. You bet. Okay, fir- first of all, silica attracts light. We just talked about that on like a on a panel on your roof, but yes. in the eyeball, out of all of the cells of the human body that need silica, and they don't need very much. It's it's a very very small fraction of a percentage of. Uh, of silica in the body. Um, so, in every cell, it, it exists. In the cells of the human body that has the highest concentration are the macula cells in the center of the retina of the eye. Wow. Because now you don't just have, you open your eyelids and somehow the light just happens to somehow make it to your retina or just kind of falls in, and the light's just getting there. You actually have silica in the macula and in the retina. And in the fluid of the eyeball, that's pulling the light into the eyeball, like a tractor beam, right. like like a magnetic pulling it towards the eye. Yes. So because of that, I always ask people: So what would you expect if you were to analyze the um, the retina or the macula of a feline cat and compare that to the silica levels in a human? Who would have more silica?
1: Well, I would still but- say the human, right?
2: Well, it, it would be the cat because of the night oh, the vision part. Oh, I see. Because of the night vision. In other words, are you able to see an almost total compute, um, complete darkness? If there's any light at all, does it get pulled into the eye?
4: Mm. So you've
2: got silica that's essential for the eye. The cells in the human body that have the, the second highest concentration of silica are the brain cells. Okay? Silica is absolutely essential to form memories. You cannot record memories in the brain, without silica. I see. So what do you think that's related to?
0: What do you mean? What, what is that yeah. related to?
2: Alzheimer's. Oh, I see.
0: Yes. Okay.
2: It, is that it, when you have a silica deficiency is what leads to Alzheimer's. There are two scientists working out of Illinois and Michigan, and I've been in, uh, in contact with them, uh, especially starting about maybe 12 or 13 years ago, but uh, they called us in and they said that they have a protocol where they can teach family members how to. Uh, it takes about an hour a day, seven days a week. They're not going to do it for you, but they'll teach family members how to go in and work with somebody that has uh, Alzheimer's. They're like in an Alzheimer's care facility or care home, and in seven months of of one hour a day, seven days a week, working with that person by a family member, they can be completely 100% Alzheimer's free. They they no longer have Alzheimer's. They all their long-term memories come back. They recognize all their family members, all their friends. They can go home, be released from facility, lead a normal life. But they said the crazy thing about it is that they started noticing that a lot of them would get, the Alzheimer's would start coming back within 90 days. Oh. And they said that the only way that they were able to keep it from coming back was to load up their bodies with silica. It was the one trace mineral because silica has the property of um, pushing out aluminum from the body and from any cell, and from blocking it from coming back in.
0: Unbelievable. Wow. So
2: you would have to keep their silica levels high. So we've seen it. As a clinical nutritionist, I was working, uh, I work with a lot of doctors' patients, so I have to keep in communication with their physicians and everybody else. And as a nutritionist, we had tried all these different things with bipolar disorder, and it turns out that the only thing that helped uh, these young college students, um, they both came in in the same month to see me at uh, one of my – Uh, clinical uh, uh, meeting spots where I do all my testing. I have a biomarketing machine, all this equipment, and we do this stuff at very, very high quantum physics type nutrition. And these two different families brought in these young college students, and they were both like, you know, 19 or 20 years old. They had been getting straight A's. They were on scholarships. And then all of a sudden they started failing every single class, and they were diagnosed as having bipolar, the switching back and forth, and wow. the brain would not allow them to focus on their textbooks. Wow. So we tried every supplement you can imagine. It was a small improvement, 10% better, 25% better, 30% better. Finally, somebody said, well, why don't you try the silica? So we took a bottle of super silica, put it on the test machine, hooked it up to their body, and they said, oh, yeah, this person could really use this nutrient. Wow. Yeah. You know, so nice. it identifies that there's, there's a lack and that it, it makes a difference. So they went ahead and, and uh did that. They were still on their medication. They were still working with their doctors. Of course, that's the way you do it. You get better while still working with your doctor. and so as they went through this, um, finally, the doctors took them off of all their psychotropic meds they were um, They were in full remission on their uh bipolar just with the, about three months of uh silica supplementation i mean intense you know, and not from uh, silica from like horsetail or bamboo. Where it's in a capsule or tablet, right? But right, the liquids, right? Liquid silica, super silica. Yeah. So they went back and started getting straight A's again. And so, if you get the aluminum out of the brain, you can think again.
0: So, how long did it take them to get better?
2: Uh, about three months after wow. they started doing the silica every day. Wow. You know, and on the bottle of super silica, you know, it's a dietary supplement. It'll say uh, 15 drops in a 16 ounce glass of purified or distilled water. And, uh, you know, for them to do it, they would need you to do six servings a day. And it talks about how many servings you can do.
1: Yes, Yes. But,
2: um, but you know, because of the fact that you're saying, well, you can't really avoid all of the pollutants and toxins in the world. What we do is in one of our seminars, it's called, uh, um, we talk about mineral balancing, and there are five super minerals. Yes. And so besides silica, there are four other ones that are just amazing, and you, and you should be getting in higher quantities. So you need to work with a, a naturopath or someone that can help you determine how much of these minerals you need to get. Bert, with silica, Bert I want to
1: ask you,
0: I want uh, when we start talking about these other minerals, we have a caller on hold, who's been patiently waiting. Let's get oh. the caller on and see what the question is. Good morning, caller. Thanks for joining. What's your name? How can we help you, please?
3: Yeah, just a wonderful program here thank this you. morning. Thank you. So much information. It
0: is. Amazing. And,
3: uh, thank Bert for sharing that with all of us. Um, I just wanted to mention two things. Basilica is uh, also in diatomaceous earth, like you saw in your store, Jacobus. And I think yeah. that's one reason people see such benefits to their health is they're, they're supplementing, that, supplementing that into their bodies. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a book called Voltage is Healing by Dr. Tennant. T e n n a n t, and uh, he just his book discusses some of the things that Bert was here earlier about how important the micro voltage and micro amperage is in the cell, the flow of electricity, and uh, it's just wonderful that you could share all that information with us. Uh, my question for you comes from earlier in the program. You mentioned protocols for ALS and. I was also wondering, are there protocols for lupus, and where would a person find that information?
2: Well, in the United States, it's really hard to find that information because if you put it out on the Internet, it will be uh, blocked or taken down within just a few days. Yes. Um, there's, there's not really um, any kind of a official governmental support for reversing disease at this point. I mean, for example, there are, yeah, there are 18 different natural protocols for reversing cancer and some of them work within two weeks and you can take somebody with end-stage cancer and they'll be completely in remission in two to three weeks and they're there are 18 different programs you can't mix them a lot of times people say well, i'll do four programs and it won't work you have to try them but but as soon as they get on the internet they're just blocked we um i know that uh, jacobus was giving out our our uh, company internet site we've had to strip all the information off there because yeah,
0: it's a little bare. They, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, oh, yeah, because people would go out there um, to get the, and um, Google and these other search things would actually put a big warning saying, oh, if you go to the site, you'll get a virus on your computer.
3: So we oh, had people wow. check it
2: out. There's, it had nothing to do. They used that as a warning to, to get people not to read the information that, that is not officially sanctioned to be out in the information biosphere. So how, how can you find it? The, the book I'll tell you about is called Orthomolecular Nutrition. Dr. Abram Hoffer, you can get that uh, at any bookstore or online. Okay. Look at all the stuff he's got, all of the protocols of how much to take of each nutrient. I mean, he's really into niacin and niacinamide and, and just the amazing things and and at the time he has, you know, he wrote the book, he has this really positive view that pretty soon the entire world is going to be using all of these megadose therapies using uh, nutrients and vitamins, and everybody will get well and, and everybody will be healthy. Yes. had this great, great view of what was going to happen, and it hasn't happened. Instead, the information has been blocked, but you can still get that book.
0: Huh.
3: That's okay, interesting.
0: Well, thank, Do you know that yeah, book, Bob? You. Have you heard that
3: book? Uh, I've I've heard of the uh, title. I, I, uh, I'm i sure I can find it on uh, Amazon or at any of the bookstores yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, for, for the time being... Opinion- For for the time being, we've had to we've had to
2: go ahead and buy some books that are out of print. Sometimes two hundred, three hundred dollars for a single copy because it's out of print. Wow! And we have a we have a place where we just store that in a safe now because some of this stuff that was in print, um, it'll be bought up by one person, who knows who, and you'll never see the book again.
1: Oh wow!
2: Hmm.
3: Yeah, Yeah, information is power, especially if it's uh, followed by appropriate action, and so. There are people that are just absolutely determined to starve the world for information. Yes.
2: Yeah. And, yes. And Healing is Voltage is one of our favorite books right now. I'd say everyone in our science department is uh, taking turns reading that book, so we absolutely love it.
0: Now, uh, I want to I want to follow up real quick, Bob, on part of the question that you asked. You said silica is in diatomaceous earth, but... Um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, Bert, that is good silica, but it is still not the, 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 the super silica that you're talking about, which is really on a nano scale. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, it, if, if you're doing diatomaceous earth, it's larger particles of silica that cannot enter into the cell membrane in any possible way. But the reason that it's so good for you to take it is that it's cleansing. So the silicon diabetaceous earth is very cleansing to the colon. It uh, massages the colon as it goes through. It just gives you really, really healthy pink colon tissue. But um, a lot of times people say, well, I'm taking that. Should I take a super silica? I said they're completely different things. The particle size and the fact that it has a positive electrical charge on each of the nano-sized particles of silica and super silica means that it not only goes through the cell membrane into the cell, the cell pulls the silica in. So I it's see. the highest absorption. It's just, it's uh, thirty times higher than horsetail, and yes. about two thousand times higher absorption than diatomaceous earth.
3: But I, I, I would do them I, both. Yeah. I don't. It's I don't think. Give... Absorbed to the body that determines whether it's going to have effect or not too. So. Yeah. So tell me,
0: so Bob, tell me again the book uh, Voltage is Healing. Who wrote that?
3: Uh, Dr. Tennant. I can't think of his first name, but the last name is spelled T E N N A N T.
0: Tennant, okay.
3: Yes, I have a copy of it. I could probably drop it off to the store if you'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to
0: take a look at it. And the other one that you mentioned, uh, Bert, is Orthomolecular. Nutrition. ortho-molecular nutrition. nutrition by Abraham Hoffer. Is that H-O-F-F-E-R?
2: Yes, he's he's a, an MD and also a psychiatrist that worked with Linus Pauling directly. The person who came up with the phrase orthomolecular tr- nutrition was Linus Pauling. Okay. Because he was saying that every person needs a different um, quantity of each nutrient. So having one RDA for everybody, he says, is really it probably doesn't fit a single person on the planet, yes. the RDA, because each person needs a, a different amount of nutrients. Some may need 10, 100, 500 times the amount of nutrients is, as a person next door. Okay. Hmm. Well, thanks well, for and, and Very yeah, much. I, I, yeah. And I have the book here. It's Jerry Tennant. Because Jerry. The only reason I have Healing voltage in my hands is that uh, I just got off that plane flight, and I, I was uh, taking it to read on the plane, so...
3: So, Bob, what a great call. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for a great program.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Bye. Doing one of the breaks, I already rescheduled Bert to come back because based on just his his agenda points, uh, we are not even close. Um, (laughs) We're not close. So, Bert will come back on July 28th. Uh, so mark that down on your calendar, July 28th. We'll have another show with him where we will simply continue the conversation. Uh, we have about six, seven minutes left uh, to,
2: yeah, to and, discuss and, that. And I'm, I'm going I'm to be up in Montana visiting your store. Yes. So at least say, saying hi to people. If I just walk in and say hi to you personally, that will be in June. But um, you had given out a, a phone number also for Positive Power Nutrition, but I just want to let people to know that that's only Monday through Friday. Um, 7:30 to 4 p.m. Pacific. Yes. We have a whole science team. We will take calls from people and, you know, sometimes they may not be able to get back to you for a couple of weeks because there might be hundreds of calls or thousands of calls in a week of people calling in, but
0: yeah. So, the uh, we have a we have a call from the text line. He says, he or she says, I missed the author of Ortho Molecular Nutrition. It's Abraham Hoffer. Abraham Hoffer. Oh, uh, H-
2: well, yeah. Yeah, Abram, Abram, offer
0: a- a- a-
4: a- a- Hoffer,
2: M- M-D. It's an amazing, amazing book. I mean, when you get back into, you know, after I read it, then I read it a second time, and then I went back to just the protocols, because there is a natural protocol for everything, and I know we only have a few minutes, but maybe I can mention this. You bet. There is a natural protocol for clearing up cataracts in the eyes without surgery, it just has to do with the with, uh, supplements you can get in a health food store. Yes. And I got I got this protocol from a, a naturopathic doctor that was in a health food store down in Oceanside, California, and she was retiring. And she says, you know, I've been doing this for like 40 years. Now I'm going to be retired in two weeks. She goes, would you like me to share some of the things I've learned? <laughs> I'll be I, wow. I sat down and said, tell me everything you know. And then I just didn't take her word for it. We started using it. We've had people that have gone from such foggy cataracts, they can't read anything on any page of any book, and in 90 days, they have completely clear, natural lens to their eye, and they can read anything.
0: That is amazing. So, sorry, go ahead. You were talking about the book, uh, Orthomolecular Nutrition, and and by the way, yes, uh, you are coming to Bozeman. You're actually coming, you're going to Billings, and you're going to give a seminar on Billings, but at the same time you are coming through bozeman on june 8th and i uh, i would love to have to do something with you where where we can do some kind of a seminar or presentation um i just don't know how many people we can gather at that point but you and i should talk about it and maybe as the listeners are listening and they would like to to uh, to to listen to bert uh, while he is in bozeman we'll try to organize something for that night for that evening of the 8th and um
2: or, or, even the se- or even the 7th, Thursday, the 7th could work if you're busy in the 8th. But but I would love to do that, Jacobus, and to have a conversation like we're having here where where people are able to raise their hands and ask their questions. And we can give out a lot of stuff at the seminar that we just can't get to them any other way because yeah. of the restrictions.
0: Well, that would also be interesting if people say, you know what, I'm gonna, I never heard of this product before, the Super Silica or the Cell Power. You know what, if he's coming in three weeks, I want to meet him. I'm going to start using these drops, and I just want to see what happens to me in three weeks.
2: Oh three yeah, or four weeks. yeah. They, they, yeah the, the silica is is more important for things than people would ever. I mean, once you have a nano-sized electrically charged particle of silica and it gets into the cells, there are ten levels of silica deficiency that can clear up if you get enough silica in your body.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is, uh, that's true. When I look over here, at the, even at the pamphlet, and we have plenty of pamphlets at the store, so if people want to come in and uh, simply grab a pamphlet, what does it do, amongst other things, strong bones, athletic recovery, relief from chemical stressors, proper GI tract function, supple skin, healthy joint and cartilage function, flexibility of the blood vessels, hair preservation, short-term memory assistance joint flexibility and much more and that those are things i'm sure that people are going to discover when they see that it works on almost every organ because as you mentioned silica is present in all cells of all living things plants animals humans and they without silica the cell will simply die and that is uh, that's quite a big statement
2: yeah, and, and and on those deficiencies, I, I think somebody you said had sent a text to the store or something during our program ta- yes. asking about lupus and other things. No, that it was turns- uh,
0: Bob. Bob asked about lupus. Protocol. Oh,
2: okay. Yes. okay. Yeah. So what, what happens is that it turns out that silica deficiency now just uh, 10 years ago has been related directly to what we call autoimmune. So whether it's Hashimoto's, lupus, anything else, severe silica deficiencies. How do we know that? Because doctors are using silica supplementation in a liquid form to be able to help people um, get rid of lupus in about four or five months, even if they've had it for 20 or 30 years.
1: Yes. It's,
2: it's because it ha- it has to do with cellular to cell, cell to cell communication. Yeah. The, the big thing that's happening is your immune system is attacking your own cells because it doesn't know they're your cells. It, it's, it can't read the DNA.
0: It's fascinating. I, I do have to let you go, though, Bert. We can talk for hours, and we will do. We'll continue it. But thanks so much for everything you have shared with us. I'm looking forward to seeing you in June. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Okay. Okay, bye. bye. Folks, uh, we'll be back next week, Saturday, for another edition of Gesundheit with Jacobus. Thank you for listening
1: today. Are you ready to improve your life? It all starts here on Gesundheit with Jacobus.